Welcome to the It Is Well podcast. I am your host, Danny Hardy, and I am so excited that you are tuning in today. It is always an honor and a privilege just to spend this time with you and chat, and I'm so thankful that you're coming along for the journey. I am really enjoying this season of writing and recording for the podcast, and I'm so thankful just to have this creative outlet to share with each of you what God is so graciously pouring into me. The honor and the privilege is not lost on me. So thank you for listening. And an extra special thanks to those of you who have written a review or left a rating. Man, it just means so much to me. I appreciate you taking the time to just champion me in that way. It really means a lot. And I want to take a second to honor the, the person who deserves so much acknowledgement for all of his behind-the-scene work And that is my supremely talented and hunk of a husband, Dusty. (laughs) Oh, his support is such a priceless gift to me. And his assistance, y'all, with helping me edit, um, the graphic design, the introduction music, just being super dad while I podcast is phenomenal. And I couldn't do any of this without him. Y'all, I hope that this episode finds you doing well and gearing up for spring. I think it's just around the corner. We have had a few really beautiful days down south, and they are so encouraging to my soul. I mean, I love the winter weather. I love it. I love the cold. I love bundling up in coats, but I am definitely ready for the clouds and the rain to go away and just let the sunshine pour over us. Mm. There's something so inviting about the warmth of the spring sun. Do y'all agree? Oh, something about it just makes you feel for a moment that everything is right in the world. Now, I love to be outside, so our family spends some portion of every day being outdoors. Whether we're playing in the yard, going for a walk, or having a picnic on a blanket, we find every excuse possible, or any excuse possible really, to get out in the fresh air. So, welcoming spring back to our lives is sort of like the familiarity of hugging an old friend that I'm so thankful is here. Um, And this past Wednesday, our little hearty party of three went up to visit my daddy on his farm. And yes, I still call him my daddy and he still calls me princess and it's wonderful. But um, anyway, we went up to visit him on his farm and just spend some time in the fresh air and the sunshine and He has a beautiful cattle farm up in central Arkansas, and we love to spend our time there, and we just, we wish we could do it more often than we get to, but when we're there, we were there last week, and it was so pretty, just a gorgeous day full of sunshine, and something about that fresh air just makes you feel like all of your dreams can come true, like anything is possible. At least it's that way for me, (laughs) Um, but I'm pretty much a romantic about everything in life, so Maybe that is just me. Um, I'm not necessarily a country girl either, um, but I love the outdoors. And the farm is just one of my absolute favorite places to be. When we're on the farm, we wear muck boots like up to our knees. Our jeans are always covered in dirt. Um, We take the most incredible like long walks through knee-high grass. And admittedly, 
we drink water from the garden hose. <laughs> oh, it's it's such a relaxing place to be just in nature. And, and for me, it's like a precious step back in time. My daddy has a lot of cows. And y'all, he treats those cows like pets. Most of them have names. Um, he has a few horses, and those are my favorite. I love our horses. Um, there's some chickens, a half a dozen of the world's luckiest dog dogs, um, and a few different wells that produce the best tasting water. And I'm not at all ashamed to admit that we drink that water from the garden hose, especially in the summer. And I feel like because I'm a grown up, like maybe I shouldn't do that anymore, but I do. <laughs> and I probably always will. Um, because drinking from a hose just instantly draws my heart back to barefooted childhood memories. I have sweet memories of running through the yard playing tag or just running around the yard with my two older sisters when we were little. We would run for what seemed like hours, you know, like that endless energy that kids have. Man, I wish I had some more of that these days. Uh, but we would run forever. And then we'd stop by the garden where my mom and dad were pulling weeds or picking vegetables. And we'd stop to get a drink from that green garden hose. Oh, it was always, it always made the best, like perfect arch of water that you had to approach at just the right angle or you'd splash water in your entire face. Oh, that was actually part of the fun, you know. Um, but that water was just crisp and clean and just the right thing to ease the heat of a summer day in Arkansas. And sipping well water from the hose even now is such a sweet piece of nostalgia for my heart. It just brings me great joy and just a sense of peace. And I smile now just thinking about it. You know, I've learned a lot of life lessons on that farm and from my daddy's stories. Because I think God speaks to my heart differently when I'm there. One year, my dad decided to dig a new well up in a pasture that needed a water source for the cows. So when he was ready, he had a friend come out to help him decide exactly where to drill the well. So they decided on where to dig and brought out the equipment to get started. And when they started drilling, they got all the way to 200 feet, like 200 feet deep into the earth, and they still had not hit water. And my dad was pretty discouraged and sort of hesitant to keep digging but decided to dig a little bit deeper. So they dug down to about 240 feet, and they still had not reached water. So then they were really thinking that they might have been digging in a dry spot. So they contemplated just stopping altogether, but something in my dad told him just to keep going. So he did. They dug a little bit deeper. And then at 250 feet into the earth, they finally hit water and they found a lot of it they dug even deeper to build what's called a basement or a reservoir in the war in the well for the water to kind of collect in and y'all I wasn't there that day and I don't know a lot about wells but I can imagine my dad just wiping the sweat from his brow on that summer day and sighing oh, just this breath of relief when they finally found water that well that they had to dig deep for is now the best well on the farm. It, it produces like 90 gallons of water a minute. It's crazy. There's a lot of water, and it's some of the most refreshing water I have ever tasted. 
And as soon as my dad told me that story, God used it to speak straight to my heart. There on my dad's farm, they had to dig deeper than they anticipated, but what they found was better than they expected. Mm. Digging deep is often what's required if we want to discover the richness of God, the more of Him that not just everyone finds, the depth of knowing Him that isn't just about salvation, but it's about soul transformation. And y'all, when we dig deep into who God is, it will most definitely be harder than we anticipate, but it will certainly exceed every expectation we could fathom. And I think it's no coincidence that God places water, one of the most necessary commodities to our lives, into the depths of the earth in the same way that he places the richness of who he is into the depths of our souls. He requires that we dig deep to find more of him, the fullness of him that really quenches our thirst in the sweetest of ways. And that's not simply found on the surface of life. It's found in the dark, hard, quiet, and secret recesses of who we are. The richness of who he is is discovered when we are alone with who we are in his presence. The more of who he is is often uncovered when we are close to giving up in the most difficult of circumstances, like When illness and debt and loss and divorce and death and stress and shame and grief just seem to be knocking and knocking and knocking on our door and we think we just can't go on anymore, we've got to dig a little deeper. We might have to lay our very hearts before him with honest words just rolling out of our mouths and our hearts just desperate to hear from him. So desperate. But as we dig deeper and we go further than we think we should have to and further than we think we are able, we will find more of him and we will find a new reason to praise him. As I think about that well on my dad's farm, I remember a story from scripture of a woman that Jesus met at a well. Jesus, who was tired from traveling, and that's a limitation of his humanity, and don't rob him of his humanity. He was fully man and fully God. And so Jesus was tired, and he sat down at a well to rest for a moment. He sat down intentionally to wait for a moment in order to create a moment. Don't miss that. He sat to wait in order to create in order to create a moment to speak to a woman who needed what only he could offer, he waited and she arrived. He asked for a drink and a conversation began as friends. And that was really an invitation for her to be known. Speaking to her alone, she was a Samaritan woman, was prohibited. But Jesus, who is unbound by law, went to great lengths to see her that day. He sat with her for a few moments just as a friend and shared truth with her in the kindest but most honest of ways. He revealed to her in scripture in Matthew 4 verses 13 through 14. He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, 
The water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So then she begins to request this water from Jesus, who then pinpoints some struggles in her life. The kind of struggle that creates deep shame. Because she was known deeply by too many men. And she was living outside of his hope and plan for her life. But Jesus treated her with truth and grace. He revealed to her that he is the Messiah, the one on whom she had been waiting. And y'all, just full of satisfaction and peace in the Lord, she left behind her water of, her jar of water. The jar of water she came after, she left it behind. And she ran into the city. That jar of water was the whole reason that she came to the well. But she left it behind to go tell of the one who knew her completely and loved her still. The man waiting for her at the well was the one she had been waiting on as well. The one who would liberate her from herself. She left her pursuits behind her. Her course was redirected and she was suddenly only in pursuit of him. No longer in pursuit of water for the daily chores or the men who were darkening her door. Oh, she was singularly focused because she had encountered Jesus. And in his kindness, he placed hope deep into her heart that day at the well. He placed a knowing, an acknowledgement, a sense of being seen deep into the recesses of her soul, right there at a well. Y'all, this is so beautiful. He dug deep into her heart to heal what was hidden that day. Sitting at a well, dug deep into the ground to reach the water that was hidden below. And friends, he desires to do that in each one of us. He wants to reach into the hidden places of our hearts and bring healing and restoration beyond our imagination. He desires to create us as deep wells that can tap into the unseen resources that he has created for us in the provision of himself. He is everything that we need. And he longs for us to be a well for him, a reservoir for him, a place dug deep into the secret and hidden crevices of who we are. A place that he longs to come and fill to overflowing. Because he desires to fill us with a wellness that will never run dry. And y'all, the Lord graciously got this into my heart last summer. When Dusty and I received news of our fertility issues. Um, After nine years of false pregnancy tests and suffering two miscarriages, Um, that really just carried so much unimaginable heartbreak for us. Um, We were grasping for answers and hoping for another child. Our toddler girl, who God gave us um, in our 11th year of marriage. Y'all, she's just gorgeous and smart and fierce and kind, and we are crazy about her. But we long for her to have a sibling. And so in pursuit of answers and in pursuit of a child, we found heartache instead. Our doctor delivered the news that our best chance of having another baby was through a procedure that we had already prayerfully decided against. 
IVF just isn't the path for us. We have a lot of friends who have journeyed the IVF road and have beautiful kiddos to show for it. But we prayed about it through tears, like crying on the living room floor. And God was very clear with us that the IVF journey was not ours. So we grieved and we prayed and we searched deep in the word of God for hope and assurance. And one Sunday, it was about a week after receiving that news, I sat just brokenheartedly in the front row of church, crying like the heaviest tears of my life. Everyone around me knew that I was struggling. Um, They were the kind of tears, you know, that like streamed down your face, taking all of the mascara with them. (laughs) And they're like jumping out of your eyes. Yeah, those tears, the tears you can't hide. Um, So it was no secret that I was like a heck of a mess that day. And so the band went up to sing the final song and the words of that song, y'all, God's so good. It is well. Those words were being sung and they were streaming through my mind, but my mouth could not even utter them because my heart couldn't grasp them. I could not say it is well. And I pleaded with God. I pleaded with him just to help me sing the words Help me to mean them because I really want to have a posture of being well with you, God. I was just pleading with him. I wanted to be well before him despite my hurt, despite my discouragement, despite my grief. I didn't want to be angry with him, but a big part of me was. And those of you who know me well or have ever been near me in church, you know that I cannot stand still during a worship song. Um, I love to dance before the Lord, and I just believe that He smiles upon my worship of Him. But that day, I was stiff because my heart was shaken to the core. But at one point, I lifted my hands. Oh, and like an exhaled breath, I just surrendered my future with or without another child. And y'all, it was simultaneously this beautiful sigh of relief, but also this inhale of grief. Just choosing to be at peace with whatever unfolded, baby or no baby. And y'all, I lowered my hands from worshiping and I felt him whisper a promise to my heart. A promise of his faithfulness, of his goodness, a promise to complete what he started. And it was a promise to me very personally that I believe he will complete our family with another child, but in his timing. And so I chose to believe him. And at that moment, it was so beautiful. At that moment, my voice just started to sing along with the words. So let go, my soul, and trust in him. The waves and wind still know his name. And it is well with my soul. I found a deeper level of trust in him that morning. Through the tears of my despair, I discovered more of who he is. The source that supplies the well of my soul. The source, the living water that quenches the dry and barren places of me is intended for my growth. And y'all, almost 10 months later, I trust him the same today as I did in that moment Even though my womb is still empty and my heart still longs for more, I trust him 
because I am satisfied in the more that I have found in him. I trust him because my hope is not in holding another baby. My trust is in holding on to him all of my days. Y'all, I have no idea how he will fulfill his promise to me. I have no idea. But I know that he will because I trust him. He who is faithful and true. I don't just trust in his promise to me. I trust in him. And I've chosen to say it is well no matter what does or doesn't come. I decided on that day, the front row of church with mascara like embarrassingly running down my face. I decided to leave my jar at the well and to be fully in pursuit of Jesus. I decided that I wouldn't chase a dream, but instead that I would chase after the one who had been waiting on me. So I just wonder today, will you set aside your pursuits, your distractions and ambitions and plans to simply receive Jesus and then run into the world to tell them about him? Or will you draw another jar of water that will simply leave you longing for more? Just like that well on my daddy's farm, we may have to dig deeper than we anticipate, but what we will find is greater than we can imagine. Because when we dig deep into our faith, we will always find more of Him. He longs to be the satisfaction of our souls, that we might be a wellspring of life to those around us. Us, we are these broken vessels just pouring out of His goodness into others because we are living well from the source of who He is and the well that we ourselves are becoming. He wants to dig us deep so that he can pour more of himself into us. Y'all, I want to live well. I want to live well all the days of my life. And my suspicion is that you do too. My suspicion is that you want to live on purpose and for a purpose and that you want to be connected to the source of living water. So I pray today that Psalm 46 would be embedded into our minds and our hearts as it says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. He is with us, friends, and He is for us. So no matter what comes against us, we can rest in Jesus and truly say, it is well, because it really is. It has been such an honor to share such a vulnerable part of my story with you today. And I want to thank you in advance for carrying this tender piece of my story with dignity and grace. We have so much to unearth together, and I'm grateful to be on this journey with you. I hope you'll make plans to join me again as we continue to dive into the well that God is for us and the wellness that God has for us. I can't wait to chat with you again. 
I'll talk to you soon. If you were encouraged by today's podcast and believe it will be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate it and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. And thanks for listening.